episodes featuring Chef Natalie Young and friends with unfiltered plans of sharing more good in the world alongside good food for good people. I'm your co-host, Angie Ortaliza, and sitting across from me is Chef Natalie Young. Good morning, Chef. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. Good. Doing wonderful. Um, and joining us today, head creamstress and founder of Paradise City Creamery, writer and community organizer, Valerie Stunning. Hi. Thanks Stunning for having me. Valerie. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> How are you both today? So good. I'm excited to be out of the house. Yeah. Yeah. You look excited. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, your outfit is an a explosion of color yeah. and creativity. That's it's awesome. Very shiny. Just a reflection of what's happening in my head. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so today we are going to do a recap of the last couple, first couple episodes that we've done. Um, I'm really stoked that we got approved for Apple Podcasts. That's pretty gnarly. Uh, so episode one it is Grind Before You Shine. Mm-hmm. And episode two is Be Brave Enough to Start a Conversation That Matters. Yep. Um, you two, your conversations are so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, Val's a woman that loves to debate and speak her mind. And Chef is a badass woman that speaks her truth. Knowing both of you very well, I cringe on hot topic debates, so I just kind of like to sit and listen to you guys. It's really, it's really fun how, uh, it's really fun how your conversations go. I think that you're gonna be like, oh, she's gonna say something, and then Val's gonna like go back and rebuttal or something. But well, it's I, never I like that. I enjoy talking with Val because I, I, to be quite honest, I love a different perspective. I'm not afraid of a different perspective. I'm not afraid of maybe being wrong or seeing things in a different light which is something i greatly respect in a friend and of course in you yeah yeah i think it's really important there's a there's a lot of this cancel culture today where if somebody doesn't align 110 percent with who we are what we think in all the ways we're just really quick to shut them out sure and i i feel it's really unfortunate it leaves a, a void for our for, I don't know, challenging. Right. I don't necessarily ever, I can love you without agreeing with you. I think, and I think exactly what you said. I think people are so quick to cancel each other out because they don't agree. They don't have the same beliefs. I don't, I don't, I don't need everybody running around exactly like me. How boring would that be? Oh my God. Seriously. (laughs) You do you and I'll do me. (laughs) And I can still love you in between. (laughs) Right. And that's, that's where the growth happens too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's start with uh, let's start talking about the uh, episode one grind before you shine, um, not because you have to, but because it's part of the journey. Sure, is something that I wrote down that you had said, Chef, mm-hmm. uh, and Val had some questions. Sure, on that sure. response to it. Yeah, I well, I want to say that I really loved the first episode. I. Uh, what I, the, the thing that really sat with me the most as a new business owner was the part that you, when you were talking about how, pretty much how you just happened upon this opportunity to open eat downtown. Sure. And I loved how transparent you were about what actually went into it sure. with having your partners on board, how much 
the percentages they actually take because that information is not readily available. And I know that differs like according to people and their situations. It's not like a one size fits all kind right. of thing. Right. But it's important to hear mm-hmm. just to realize like what actually goes on, mm-hmm. you know, behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people just talk about, I opened this business. It was so rewarding. It was great. And now here I am successful. No. And there's so much I always say spaces. I always say there's a lot of letters between A and Z mm-hmm. and everybody wants to skip from A to Z and there's I like to share if somebody wants to listen to how I got to where I'm at then I'm I'm an open book I don't mind as long as I feel like you're really really um, sincere about your interest and you're just not you know wasting my time then I'll share with anybody my experience because the way I got to where I'm at is because other people shared with me I'm not college educated I didn't go to culinary school I just uh, you know school of hard knocks and been fortunate enough to have a lot of people share their knowledge with me and then I took what I could use and left the rest real that's real yeah actually so I have a question uh, specifically about like that right Because I remember before before I met Angie, I had come to you and mm-hmm. sat with you for breakfast. Sure. And I was really, I would say the hardest part for me getting started was feeling, okay, let's just put it this way. There's a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of sharks out there. Sure. Right? Who are waiting to uh, take advantage. Sure. Or exploit sure. like someone for being in a new situation that they don't know a lot about. Sure. And there's a lot of people doing that in the guise of let me help you. Yeah. Which sometimes feels a little pimpy and a little like, come here, little girl, let me Well I, I think we talked <laughs> about that. Show you the way. I think we talked about that when I met you. Right? Yeah. yeah. And so my I was real blunt with you about that. Yeah, yeah. And and I think that's important, especially as a young woman. Mm-hmm. You know. How do you navigate that? Like, how did you navigate some of that on your own when you were first starting in your journey? Like, who, when somebody comes okay, to you... Okay, we, we have different journeys. Fair. And, and specifically because of the way we look. Also fair. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to have different battles than I'm going to have. Mm. Because what they think they can offer you, whoever they are, mm. isn't something that I'm even slightly interested in. You know it right from the beginning. So they got to come at me at a different angle than they would come at you. That's the honest, rough, hard, ugly truth of it, you know? Um, you know, I'm just like, I've always been real clear that I'm not sucking anybody's dick to get where I'm going. Yeah. And not that anybody else is, but for whatever reasons, people think that that may be an option with some people. Mm. And it's just never been an option for me. And I'm just really clear up front. Since I've been, you know, a teenager, that's never been, I've just never had that people come at me like that. Mm. But I think, you know, based on unfortunately or fortunately, it could be to your advantage, could be to your disadvantage, based on how you look, people are going to come at you in different directions. So you have to be prepared for that. People come at me in different directions, maybe thinking that, you know, now we're going to get real, real here, right? Here's this, oh, she can't possibly know what the fuck she's talking about. You know, she's an un- uneducated gay black woman. Boom. There you go. Hmm. We'll bring it. And you can think all that and do all that, but I am who I am. And, you know, I, uh, 
I don't take any of that on. I just don't take any of that on. And I have a really good intuition. God gave me a, it, like this amazing intuition. And I know when people are coming at me with, with positive, po- being positive, and I know when people are coming at me with negativity and um, when they're, um, what their motives are. I can sense right away if somebody has pure motives or not, right away. I'm not, and I think that have that you takes been that way. Or well, that I think that takes experience. Yeah, I think that yeah. just once you get bamboozled, you start going, "Wait a minute, that doesn't." You, you got to trust your gut, right? Mm-hmm. So if something doesn't feel right, or it sounds too good, or somebody's being too nice, you got to check the motives of what the, what are they doing? Either they're after you personally, or they're after your idea, mm-hmm. or they want to ride on your coattails to get what you have. They think that you got something good, so they want some of it. You just, you know, it is a, it, it's just business and you can't take that shit personal, but you have to be strong enough. You have the, fa- you have to have that foundation within yourself to be strong enough to be able to, to block yourself from that stuff and not take it personal. Other ways, you know, if I was, if I, if I ran my life the way other people thought I should run my life, I would be in a closet smoking crack. Mm-hmm. I don't do things based on what other people think. I do based things based on on my own personal journey. And you know, my mistakes are my mistakes. My journey's my journey. It's yeah. not your journey. It's not anybody else's journey. It's my journey. I'm here to make the mistakes I'm here to make. And and I don't need any help with that. I can do bad by myself. Yeah. Yeah, that's relatable. Now, I appreciate you like I, I appreciate you talk. saying that. Yeah, I know. Because it's true. <laughs> Based on how you look in this world, yeah. it really has a lot to do with how people think they know you, what mm-hmm. they think they can take advantage of. And it's very true being femme presenting. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, even as a queer woman, like, because I'm very femme presenting, as you said, we mm-hmm. started the conversation, I'm sitting here wearing fucking sparkles and leopard, <laughs> as <right>. always. <laughs> you know, Dolly Parton, she's like a great example and one of my personal heroes yeah. of somebody who took the cliche of being like flashy and trashy and hyper feminine and just like turned it on people, used that to her advantage mm-hmm. as like, oh, you think I'm this? Well, guess what? Being underestimated is actually a power. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, in the beginning when you're, especially for me, transitioning from a totally different business, I was a stripper for almost 10 years mm-hmm. and then just starting my business, I got bamboozled a lot in that industry and learned so much and definitely how to connect with my intuition. But there's just like this grace period when you get into something different where you're you're almost like I I feel like an imposter because I'm not from this. Okay, and so you okay. want to trust people. Okay, but you're you but know? the universe gave you those skills for that 10 years to be able to handle the people in this this light as well. Which is so, to, what so I don't learned. T- so don't take what you've learned there. You're still dealing with the same jackasses it's the same shit it really is the strip club is a great microcosm of the world yeah you just like you you're still it's still the same and you understand and listen no harm no disrespect to anybody i think everybody's doing the best they can with what they have you know i just want to like say that because we've had that's but this is a really really like real talk we're having here so i don't want to put anybody on blast any gender any any race anything like that but what i'm saying is human nature and but 
But besides what's happening from the outside in, let's talk about what's happening from the inside out. I'm more, I'm more interested in that because we don't really have any control on how people come at us. What mm-hmm. we have control is how we handle how people come at us. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. That's a nice, it's a nice spin. And I think after learning a couple of hard lessons in the beginning of starting Paradise City Creamery and mm-hmm. having the opportunity to befriend you and mm-hmm. a couple of other people who have been in business for a while who I really respect, you just kind of learn that like, oh, all right, this is mistakes are expensive and yeah. <laughs> and we've all and we've all, and we've all made them and we've yeah. all made them we've all made them there isn't a single one of us that gets out of this without you know some scrapes and bruises the thing is is uh you know it's how you show up the next day it's not you know it, fuck it's how you use it in the future to 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 your advantage you know either you learn the lesson or you repeat the lesson yeah true i'm a quick learner fortunately yeah <laughs> Uh, Chef, something that I noticed um, working in your restaurants is the people that you hire for these management positions, Mm -hmm. whether it's a sous chef, whether it's your executive chef. um, I noticed that for some of them, it's so hard to be an employee Mm -hmm. to a woman. Because mm. a lot of them are men. Well, well I mean, so again, again, that's not my problem. Yeah. Like you came and asked for the job. I wasn't yeah. out looking for you. You came to me. So I didn't switch and bait like I'm still the same motherfucker that showed up to the interview. Right. So <laughs> yeah. if you have a problem working for women, you should probably not work for me yeah. or with me. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know if I've I don't know if I've necessarily experienced that, but I'm also a different kind of female. I'm very. Um, non-emotional at work i'm very business at work i don't i don't i'm not interested in your personal life at work i'm not interested in how you feel at work Mm -hmm. and i know that that's kind of the new world and oh you should check in with everybody and make sure everybody's good and that's not where i come from (laughs) i come from shut the fuck up and get to work and that's how i was trained yeah and thank you at the end of the day and i appreciate you i say that a lot but but it's an even exchange right you came and asked for a job I said I would pay you a certain wage. You agreed to do that job for that certain wage. Now let's get busy. Yeah. I'm not here to deal with your personal problems or be your counselor or your mom or your best friend. That costs extra. Yeah, that's extra. (laughs) Um, I'm just here to run my business and you get to come in and work in a a really healthy atmosphere and make an honest day's, uh, get an honest day's pay for an honest day's work. What you agreed to accept for that day's work. I expect you to do an honest day's work. Mm-hmm. I don't expect laziness or half-assedness or, you know, I don't feel like it. If you don't feel like it, stay the fuck home. Nobody nobody yeah. makes you come to work every day. I just think that people should be adults and, and come to work and do your six to eight hours and, and do your best and go home and call it another thing. And, and, and then do what you're passionate. Hopefully, some people are passionate about their work. Very few. Some people, a job is a job. I'm fortunate enough that my job is my passion. Awesome. Um, when you find purpose, the pure grind is well worth the satisfaction. Honest days pay for an honest day's work. That is something I always hear you say to employees. Well, because I, I, you know, when I go in the back and somebody's on their cell phone texting, mm. or or yeah. somebody's, you know, uh, horsing around when it's busy. Um, 
you know, it's, I take that as disrespect mm. to me, to the business, you know, to the customers. I take that as disrespect. I, you know, it's not just, you know, oh, chef, calm down, or chef's on one, or whatever. It's like, no, I'm not on one. Do your job. And I shouldn't have to tell grown-ass people to do their jobs. Yeah. That's how I feel about that. I'm pretty hardcore when it comes to work. Like, I don't feel like I should have to chase people around and, and talk them into doing their jobs. Yeah. And I don't think that you should be shady, you know, and be doing personal things on work time. And, you know, yeah. I just that's just me. Yeah. I feel like it's faster with work if you just... Do your do fucking work. job. <laughs> like your day just goes faster if you yeah. just do it. Yeah. Like if once you get onto your phone or something, like your day tracks. It's like, well, don't get on your phone. Fine, stay busy. Find something to do. But, but the thing is, is, is it's you're stealing. If you're not, if mm. you're on your phone and you're on company time, like why are, why are you doing that? Yeah, because you're stealing company time. Yeah. You're stealing pay. If you want to punch out and be on your phone, great. Every time you want to text somebody or you know, go talk about personal stuff in the corner or ignore the customers or just every time you do that, punch out. I tell people you want to do 50% of your work, I'll give you 50% of your pay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like, you know, this is it. This is, that's a business part, right? That's a business part of me. Like I'm no nonsense, but I, but I also was trained that way and I work that way. I don't expect anybody to do anything that I don't do. Solid. Yeah. That's, really important for me to hear like as my business is growing when COVID-19 is finally over and we get back to you know our normal our normal uh volume uh, my kitchen is going to expand and I'm going to keep hiring people eventually I'm going to have to set boundaries and create create those guidelines and I've never had to do that before well people people ask me what's the hardest part of being a small business owner and I and you ask any small business owner and it's the same answer People. Yeah. Mm. People. And I wish it wasn't like that. I, I, I you know, and, and I have to say that, yeah, and I've been in business for seven years. It's the best it's ever been, you know? Mm. It's the best it's ever been in the last year, six months. It's the best it's ever been. So, whatever the formula is, whether I've loosened up or lightened up or whatever it is, um, you know, it's it's better. Maybe I'm, my picker is better and I'm attracting the kind of people that, you know, we match, you know? Yeah. I think that that's definitely uh, an observation that I had is that there are better individuals coming your way Mm -hmm. for the restaurant. Mm -hmm. Um, People that want to work, people that... That care about the brand, that really care about being there, that, that understand that, you know, it's not a bad, it's not a bad place to work. It's not a bad job. It's like, nobody's hovering over you if you do your job. You can go in and do your job. I'll say, hello, how are you doing? And then thank you at the end of the day. Yeah. And and what better, and you get to have fun and you get to be an individual. And, you know, we don't have scripts where you have to say a certain thing at a certain time or anything like that. I want people to be themselves, their authentic selves. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I, you can't slack or not pull your weight or, mm-hmm. you know, pick up a piece of trash that's on the floor or, or yeah. help somebody out when they're struggling. Or, you know, it's a team effort. It takes everybody to, to, to help out. Yeah. I feel like uh, the staff that you have now or that you have currently, um, they're more of a team mm-hmm. uh, than there was. There's an, uh, it ebbs and flows. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of them are like they just know it's like, hey, this person's working really hard. 
I'm going to work really hard too. Like that's a good management team right there. Mm-hmm. And then if somebody's like having a bad day, like you see, like I hear the, I see, I hear the other employees, they're like, you know, they're, they're helping them out. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's good to hear. And that's in, 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 in my business, that's all I want because we're, hopefully we don't all have a bad day the same day, mm-hmm. but I don't want to shoot our wounded. Like if you're having a bad day, let's rally, let's rally around each other and support each other through that day. Let's not like, you know, kick somebody when they're down and then when you're having a bad day let's have the team rally around you and you know hopefully it just rotates around and you know and it doesn't happen and fortunately with the group that that's working now they're just they're really like grateful to be there um they're good honest solid people you know of course you have you know you always have situations you have to keep your eye on but for the most part there's like it's a it's a good group good group they're good positive they're a positive group. Yeah. Every time I come in, like somebody's, they're just always smiling. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. How are you doing? If they're happy, the customers are happy. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. That's the thing. If your employees are happy, that that showcases to the rest of the people that walk through that door. Absolutely. To come into the restaurant. I totally agree with that. So. Okay. So episode two, be brave to start a conversation that matters. Mm-hmm. This episode started on the right track and then I caught you off guard yeah but it it was a good off guard it it really broke the ice with you um to open up to the listeners uh about life and balancing business and personal life yeah you know it's interesting because we can have that hard that hard talk that um tough love conversation about business so that's my business side and fortunately or unfortunately that's what 95 percent of the world sees yeah and then the other part of me is, you know, I love deeply. I, I, I'm super loyal with my love. Mm-hmm. And once you're in, you're in, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. You love dogs. <laughs> you love dogs a lot. I love dogs more <laughs> than people. <laughs> they're, they're consistent. They're, they're true. Yeah. Your dogs are huge. Yeah. I have a big... Uh, a big uh, mastiff mix, Oliver. He's a uh, nine months and over a hundred pounds. He's amazing. Is he a jumper or a licker? No, he's a slobber. He's oh, a slobber. he didn't Even look worse. He didn't look like that when he was a puppy, though. <laughs> well, here's the deal. I'm a Virgo and super OCD, so it really helps me to loosen up because he's okay. like a small. You know, I had him when he was the size of my hand, and now he's over a hundred pounds. So he's like a Insane. small child, and you just. You know what you would tolerate from your own children as opposed to other people's children is way different yeah. so being a virgo and a little ocd and the slobber just like <laughs> it's a part of who he is and again am i not gonna love him because he slobbers no <laughs> okay, fair. you know like he that's yeah. part of who he is i am dog fucking slobbers <laughs> he's a cute dog yeah. he's gonna have he puppy really dog eyes for the rest of his life yeah he's awesome <laughs> um your your questions that you have for Chef on this for the one. second. Oh yes, I love. Okay, so the second episode, it is. There's a nice balance of professional you and personal you, and sure. I really, I really like getting to know the personal side of Chef. I think yeah. in in relation to business, I am a big believer that who we are personally influences who we are professionally, and that it's important to know all aspects you know you don't have to know all the intimate details of somebody but if you're gonna you know show up to listen to this podcast for example sure 
I want to know a little bit more about who you are outside of the restaurant. So sure. So like the cool. last 10 minutes, you got the what people see. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, hopefully this podcast will also let people kind of get to know me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're a... Something I know a lot of, you're you're an artist. Like, you grew up to be an artist. Mm-hmm. You wanted to be an artist. Mm-hmm. Yep. People don't see that part of you. Nope. <laughs> Ooh. So, so who are your big influences or inspirations in your creative realm? You know, it comes from all different places. There isn't anybody um, specifically that I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I, I'm so inspired visually. Um, and the thing is with my art is when I was going to go to art school, I wanted to go to art school, uh, and, uh, my family was not supportive of that. Um, and I was told to, um, to get a job that I could support myself. And so, um, do you think that's generational? Yeah, for sure. Hmm. And then, so I got into the restaurant business just by the pure need to support myself and then I've been here. I've just, you know, the reason I think I'm successful or have had the amount of success that I've had is just through pure practice and repetition and practice. I'm not not recreating the culinary wheel. I'm not like some great culinarian chef. I'm just I'm just a a person that's practiced for 30 years. Mm. What was your uh, what was your medium as an artist? Pen and ink, charcoal, uh, graphite pencil. Mm-hmm. I feel I I really get to experience your more creative side at Old Soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I design eat space. too. It's just a different kind of you know. That's like my like eats my. It's like one side of my personality and Old Soul the other side of my personality. You know, yeah. it eats like super loud and fast and fun and and I designed it. I wanted it to be that way and then. And then Old Soul is like an old soul. It like really taps into my love of the 1919, 1920 era. Um, the the fashion of it, the the so much I, texture. Yeah, I love the velvet mm-hmm. and the you know the wood and the candles and the crystal and I love how pretty it is and the deep yellow glow of the room it's just I, to me it's stunning it takes my breath away every time I walk in there I yes. mean it takes everybody's breath away every time anybody walks through those yeah, doors it's really, beautiful but, it, but I wanted I designed it to be approachable not I wanted it to be um, inclusive not exclusive yeah so I think it has that really weird if you don't know me and you don't know what my goal is with that restaurant that you might be intimidated but I I hope that people um, quickly settle into it once they get in there and realize, oh, this is like, it's not always, it's not like a, you know, super fancy stuffy restaurant. It's like grandma's house. Yeah. <laughs> Bougie grandma's house. Yeah. Bougie super grandma. cool grandma's house. Yes. It's grandma's <laughs> it's maximalist in Gr- me. Grandma, grandma's house with a bar. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. With a large whiskey bar. bar. Yeah. A very large whiskey bar. Yeah. Um, so Old Soul is a 1919-1920 pre-prohibition American kitchen. Mm-hmm. The food items that are on your menu are like liver and onions, sure. fried oysters, roasted cauliflower, uh, branzino, just to name a few uh, popular items for you. The atmosphere for Old Soul. All the suspenders. All I the love it. And bow ties. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so cute. Uh, I, want, I want, when you walk through the doors, I want you to be transformed back to another time. Yeah. And I, and I want to do that is 
authentically as possible without making it too much. Like, I want it to be authentic. So, obviously, we're in 2020. Mm-hmm. But, man, things were real. Leather was leather. Wood was wood. You know, there was no, it wasn't a facade. It wasn't smoke and mirrors. It was just, you know, it's like, so at Old Soul, when you sit out, depending on what table you sit out, it's literally a table from, you know, the 1920s. Yeah. It's so much fun to be able to do that. This is what I'm talking about um, when it when it comes to be brave enough to start a conversation is old soul is the place where you can put your phone down, put mm-hmm. your phone away. Don't even pull out your phone, maybe mm-hmm. to take a photo, mm-hmm. but it's, it's a restaurant for conversation. Yeah. I wanted my, you know, I cook, I'm a, I cook for a living, you know, I've cooked for a living and people say, Oh, isn't it amazing? You have a restaurant, but I don't think that would, was ultimately what I was put on the planet for. I think I was put on the planet and the food is a vessel. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I was put on the planet to create spaces for people to interact and connect. Mm. I relate to that so much. Oh, yeah. I feel ice cream is a medium for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And I didn't like dream of like becoming the greatest ice cream maker in the world. Yeah. I just took a hobby that ended up being really good at and used it as a way to create a space or, you know, an experience for people yeah, to engage Yeah, you know, and I want learn. people to... To look at each other and have a conversation. You guys know we've had a few dinners together, and I'm real big on just having an intimate conversation, looking people in the eye and talking about things that matter. I'm not really good with surface. Uh, you know, I, I really don't have time with it. I'm, I'm actually kind of put off and a little bit short when it comes to that. I don't really... I'd rather not talk yeah. <laughs> than to have <laughs> casual conversation. Yeah. Small talk. Yeah, I'm not much on small talk. Oh, so much of that in the world. Mm-hmm. Well, at Old Soul, there's like so much history in that little, and well, it's not a little restaurant, it's 5,000 square feet, but that restaurant has like so many items in mm-hmm. it that you can talk about. Yeah, and if you look closely, you. everything's authentic, everything has a story. I can tell you where every little piece, every glass, every plate, every chair, where it came from and why. Yeah. Some things, a lot of things were gifted to me from people's grandmothers, literally. Mm-hmm. You know? Beautiful. It's a beautiful that. space. I hope I hope that people get it. I hope that eventually they get it. Yeah. You know? I don't think... Um, I'd like to have a, a diverse crowd there. I, I'd like for people to come and, like, take a break and experience mm-hmm. the good old days. <laughs> experience the good old days yeah that's a well we had a we had paradise parlor uh-huh. in grandma's room yeah, at old yeah. soul did a little pop-up which it was, was amazing. so much fun it fit too it yeah. all like it was just like it belongs together yeah mm-hmm. yeah it was really nice H- hanging parasols gold flamingos red carpet mm-hmm. smoke smoke mm-hmm. smoke had low line fog had to control the smoke <laughs> but but most of all, it was the ice cream and the smell of the ice cream mm-hmm. and the taste mm-hmm. after you ate dinner. And it was a uh, Valentine's Day. It was a one-year anniversary for mm-hmm. Old Soul, so mm-hmm. it was a uh, it was really nice to see that. Cla- it was not a clash, but collaboration of two different genres. Because mm-hmm. old because Old Soul is Old Soul, and then Paradise Cities. Paradise City. <laughs> it's its own entity. Yeah. You guys are its own entity of businesses. Like, you take disco, stick it into old soul. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Aesthetically, yeah, we definitely have very distinct, different styles, but mm-hmm. I feel like they worked super well together. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, I got a question for you, Chef. Sure. So, old soul, right? Mm-hmm. If you could have anyone, deceased or living, famous, whoever, experience, like see see them sitting at the bar, having a drink, or eating something, who would you want it to be? Nina Simone. Oh, Ooh. good answer. Nice. <laughs> nice, the, the music lover in you shows. <laughs> right on. God. Can we get a lookalike? That'd be so funny. Nina Simone. Ugh. What's your favorite Nina Simone song? Sugar in My Bowl. Good Isn't one. it called It's Sugar or Sugar in My Bowl? I like like everything that she does. She's a powerful woman. Yeah. She stood for a lot, too. Yeah. She was a mess, too, which I like. <laughs> Aren't we all? We're yeah, all, all the best sure. people are. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I like people that have, you know, that are like, you know, great their stuff. Yeah. If the if you listeners out there are a singer and you sound like Nina Simone, let us know. Yeah, yeah that would be great. We'd love to hear you at Old Soul. Yep. Opportunity arises. Yeah. <laughs> right. I s- sort of asked you earlier, like if you had any inspirations, and you were saying you were inspired by a lot of different things. But what about specifically? Okay. When you were younger, did you ever have, like, a figure in your life that really, like, spoke to you as, like, that's the kind of woman I want to grow up to be like? No. Okay. <laughs> no. It just just kind of evolved over time. Yep. Yeah. I never thought I'd turn out like this. I never had... I've never been a person to, like, daydream of what could have, should have, would have been. I'm just, a, like, a do-right-now kind of, and then... Next thing I do is I look behind me like, wow, that all happened. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or next week or next month or next year. And I don't even try because my my ability to imagine what the universe has, has put in my path, mm-hmm. I don't have the ability. I don't think that big. So I would definitely like cut myself short if I tried to figure out mm-hmm. what that looks like because it doesn't look I didn't have the ability to imagine my life today. Like I would have, it would have been so much smaller. I'd still make it, be making, you know, I'd still be working for somebody else right now and, you know, doing the, you know, 14 hour, you know, grind and, you know, just thinking that that's how life is. And I uh, never thought I'd own my own house, never thought I'd be able to take care of myself the way I take care of myself without having to depend on anybody else. There's some power in that. Yeah. You know, there's 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 power, but there's also sacrifice in getting there. There's no I I will say this as much as I possibly can, there's no easy road. There's no there's no secret handshake to get to where you're where I'm at. It's just pure grind and determination and a passion and a lot of sacrifice. A lot of sacrifice. So you know, and and then that's where you lose people, right? Because they think that they they see A and they want to get to Z, but they don't mm. want to do all the in between, and it's a, it's hard. It's very very difficult, but I've enjoyed every second of it. Yeah, twinkle in your eye. Yeah, I love I love my <laughs> life. I I feel very very blessed. Aww. Yeah. That reminds me of one last question. Okay. One okay. last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's good. All in our questions. Yeah, because I ask everyone this. Who, oh. Who is like I in know. my life that I care about. If you were a flavor of ice cream, what flavor would you be? It could be anything. 
can be as simple or existential as you want with it. Lightly burnt caramel. Oh. Salted caramel. Okay. Mm, I want a salted caramel ice there cream. Sounds, sounds good. With something mm. crunchy. Oh, maybe something prickly. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Next on summer menu. Got it. <laughs> nice. Well, thank you, Chef. Thank you, Val. Yeah, we thanks, appreciate Val. you guys. Thank you for having me. Val, let the listeners know how they can celebrate indulgence with you in Paradise City Creamery. Well, Paradise City Creamery is now offering curbside pickup through Garage East in downtown Las Vegas Arts District. You can order through our website at Paradise City Creamery on Instagram or ParadiseCityCreamery.com. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, beautiful people, for tuning in in today's episode. I'm your co-host, Angie Ortaliza, alongside Chef Natalie Young. If you're feeling good vibes about our show and are inspired to share more good in the world, feel free to share our podcast link and also contact Chef or myself with any questions directly on Facebook or Instagram at Chef Natalie Young or Angie Ortaliza. We would also appreciate it if you could help us out by leaving a good review over at Apple Podcasts and just letting others know what kind of good you've been inspired with from our show that may help our mission to simply share more good in the world. Mm-hmm.